Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is 93XRT, and as you know, we often discuss reality on this radio station, the tentative reality of Frederick Nietzsche, the Bertrand Russell-inspired empirical reality of, say, uh, the survivor Thailand, and, of course, Mr. <laughs> Russell's good friend T.S. Eliot once remarked that humankind cannot bear too much reality. But, of course, the poet was not talking about the new album from David Bowie, Reality. And we now welcome a man who's uh, various shades of reality of uh, have enriched our musical lives over the years. Well, hello, David. And, of course, it was uh, Mr. Russell who said, uh, I want knowledge, not I want certainty, not knowledge. You see, I knew if I brought up one of the logical positivists early in the conversation <laughs> that you would have something important to you say. See, I'm not, yeah, I'm not certain that I can be, I, I don't think I can hold that point of view, though. I'm afraid I've fallen foul of you, sir, and I'm on the side of the postmodernists at the moment. You know, I was, I was saying... But I'm certain that's a passing whim. <laughs> but if it is, what on earth can replace postmodernism as that has the, been the biggest replacement of all? I think we start with something like looking for water from the new album. Uh, okay. In in which in which you sing, I lost God in a New York minute. I don't know about you, but fact. my heart's not in it. Do you want to talk about oh, that uh, couple of lines a little bit? Well, it was as you say, it was Nietzsche. <laughs> it's, it's all his fault. It's all his fault. I I suppose. I mean, you know, I I, I mean, it was the idea of uh, making tangible the the idea of losing an absolute a truth something that you felt was absolutely sustainable through the entire you know, one's entire life you know and and something as uh, real to one as having a, a god and having that sort of virtually disappear in a second with something so tragic as what happened a few years ago um, I use that as an illustration of how uh, a truth can be wiped out in one's mind very very spontaneously by world events it's kind of interesting um, how how uh as you say our absolute our our truths are are these days grounded in other things than spiritual things sometimes not only are they kind of getting displaced but i think the ones that we had as our faiths are are being ground down uh and, and being diminished um the set of circumstances that that seems to have been put in into play, but it seems it seems as though it were the philosophers that actually caused it. That's the extraordinary thing. When philosophers started writing in terms that there was no history and there is no future, it came about. Usually, it's been the other way around. Philosophers have identified what the sort of zeitgeist is, but this time around, and you have to blame it on the French. <laughs> well, that's very popular to do anyway. It, it, I know, but in this particular case, you know, so much the thrust of postmodernist thought has been from the uh, Baudrillards and uh, all that crowd, you know. But although we got Richard Rorty over here, who kind of added his voice to it all. Now, I, um, I was, yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna ask you about um, sitting a, a, a monitor. You know, we do a lot of monitoring of news stations these days, wherever we yeah. are. And I have the sound yeah. down. I, I look up and I see you on TV, and. 
I see a variety of yous. I, I see the Diamond Dog, David Bowie, and I, I see the Tragic Clown, David Bowie. Uh, maybe I saw the Kabuki, David Bowie, but I, I might have been dreaming. And then I realized, well, wait a minute, this, this is actual, uh, actually a television commercial for the, for the new CD. And I was first, yeah. I was first taken aback because that kind of marketing isn't, isn't always done anymore. And the other thing was <laughs> uh, uh, the, the kind of sense of humor you brought to looking over your past. Uh, how much of this was your well, idea? Well, how can you be serious of it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, how, do you, how can you be serious of a guy's half a dog with a red wig on his head? I mean, <laughs> what do you get serious about? Which aspect of that? The tail, maybe. The oh. tail of the guy with the body of a dog and the hair of a red person. That was that. Uh, that just struck me as is it was not only a, a really funny commercial, but but also kind of, you know, you talk about calling your new album reality. I mean, how many realities has David Bowie as a performer been through? I suspect that that's a big problem, critical for most of us. There's one song on the album called uh, the, the title song "Reality," and and for the, uh, my uh, what I was trying to find in there was I remember having a very pure and. Uh, really quite driven reality when I was around 25. Yet it was almost the antithesis of the reality that I find that I have now at 56. And there must have been a kind of an interaction between those. Somehow one morphed into the other very slowly, I guess, over the years. So which one is substantial? Which one is real? And uh, can either have been real? They can't both be real. You can't have two. Or is it that you have two realities? Um you know, so I, I was kind of playing around with those ideas on this album to a certain extent. Now, uh, I, I think I think setting out as, as you have not to do a, a concept album, because I think I think artists and performers get tired of critics looking on their work as if it's a chapter-by-chapter chapter presentation. And uh, you've talked about how uh, these songs came about sort of uh, on their own, N not necessarily connected. Yeah, in a very simple way, yeah, very straightforward way. Um, I was really looking for a platform for my band to really get their teeth into. I wanted them to have songs that they would enjoy and feel really good about playing on stage. And it was no more complicated than that. Um, and that's really how this album was created. Uh, Earl Slick is a name that caught my eye because I own an album yeah. called Razor Sharp that has a really cool <laughs> silver cover on it, and I, I'm not even sure it's ever come out on CD, but Earl Slick, uh, people first heard, David Bowie fans, he was your touring guitarist on David Live, and then followed, he was on Young Americans, he later worked with John Lennon, kind of disappeared for a while, and now is back, so it was really interesting to see Earl Slick back in the fold and uh, in That's the band. That's right. Yep, Staten Island's best. And he'll He's be a Staten Island boy. <laughs> he'll be uh, he'll be touring with you. I'm I'm assuming he certainly will. Um, uh, Slicky will be with me. Mike Garson, who goes way back to the Spiders, who uh, first worked with us in 1972, if you can believe that. Um, and he was on the Aladdin Sane album, provided those magnificent piano solos on oh, that. Oh yeah. Uh, he's still with me now. Uh, Gayland Dorsey, who joined me in '95, '94, '95. She's on bass, guitar, and vocals. Um, Sterling Campbell, who started working with me on the Outside album, which puts him around 95 as well. Um, let me see. Uh, two new uh, newcomers. Uh, Jerry Leonard is an Irish guitar player, has a band here in New York called uh, Spooky Ghost. And uh, he's working with me on guitar. And um, Catherine Russell, who is uh, doing vocal backups, keyboards, mandolin, guitar, and percussion. It sounds that, like you are... Band sounds like you are ready for serious fun here in Chicago, and 
January 13th is when David Bowie will be playing at the Rosemont Theater. You're listening to David on 93XRT. We know you have to go, but you know what? It Can't always... wait to do that show, Lynn. It's going to be great. I just so much love Chicago. And the Rosemont Theater is really a perfect place to see, I think. Yes, it is. It's a great place. Well, thank you very much, David, and uh, great things on the new album. We look forward to seeing you here in Chicago, and have a great day. Thank you very much, Lynn. Pleasure being here. David Bowie here on 93 WXRT Chicago. Of course, his new album is called Reality. It's just out, and he will be playing at the Rosemont Theater on January 13th in a 93XRT show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.